It's the matchup presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. The PGA Tour rolls on. This time we go back to the state of Texas for the AT&T. Byron Nelson. And then from there, we'll come back to the East Coast, to Kiwa Island, of course, for the PGA Championship. How about Rory McIlroy? Last week, winning at Wells Fargo. Good to see him get out of his slump. And what a role the game of golf continues to be on. Jordan Spieth, of course, out of his slump winning. He's in the field this week. And now Rory McIlroy winning in Charlotte. He's not in the field this week, but we'll see all of them and more best players in the world at the PGA Championship. But first things first, the AT&T. Byron Nelson, different venue this year. It's going to make it much more challenging from a handicap perspective because we don't know really anything about TPC Craig Ranch. And I can tell you this, I was there years ago when it very first opened out in McKinney, Texas. It's a private club, but I didn't get to play it. I got to kind of walk around and look at it, but I didn't play the venue. I can tell you this for sure, that this golf course was designed by Tom Weisskopf and put together from the very beginning with having a PGA Tour event in mind. It's weighted in line. Of course, TPC Las Colinas for many years. I've watched the Byron Nelson at TPC Las Colinas many, many times. And then it went to Trinity Forest, which was uh, okay. But now here we are, TPC Craig's Ranch center stage, and they have an opportunity really probably to solidify, I would think, this event for years to come. So it's going to be interesting to learn more about this course as the week goes on. As I come on air right now, you know a little bit about it, but I think we'll get more reports and we'll see how the course um, is going to play. So I'll give you some thoughts here today uh, about how I'm looking at the tournament and also bringing back a very special guest, someone who was on the show just a couple weeks back, and we absolutely killed it. We've actually been doing pretty well here uh, on the matchup last week. Pretty good event, broke about even. Uh, but the weeks before that, my goodness, uh, are we giving you some good picks beating the bookie is his name and he'll be joining me later on in the show to give you his top picks with each price level because that's what we do here we go through the price level we're gonna touch on as many players as we can it's gonna be just me here starting out and then uh, i'll be giving you uh, my top picks from each uh, pricing level and then we'll bring in beating the bookie and he will give you his top picks uh, from each pricing level i think you know when you have a golf course like this you start reaching out for your, your sources and you're like, you know, how's this course uh, going to play? And, um, you know, I think when you, when you look at TPC Craig's ranch and you look at its placement uh, in professional golf to this point, it hasn't been on the PGA tour yet, but it was a part of the 2008 nationwide tour championship, which of course is called the corn Ferry tour now, but the nationwide had their tour championship there back in 2008. Then it went to the web.com and they had their tour championship there back in 2012. Currently the corn Ferry tour championship is at Victoria national, which I know a lot about played many times. So if it's anything like that, I can tell you right now, it will be a championship uh, venue. That's going to test every single club in your bag. It's going to be a par 72 Tom Weisskopf design. As I talked about 7,400, about 40 yards, zoys of fairways. And now we go back to bent grass greens, what I think is needs to be noted here because we've been on a bit of a run here uh, with Bermuda. And we know we, we know we have players that putt much better on Bermuda. 
And we know we have players that put much better on bench. We have to take those splits into consideration as we start building out the kind of player that we want. Who's playing well coming in is always something that I like to look at. We're going to start there, actually, um, with the show here. Last 24 rounds, uh, it's a nice little sample size strokes gain. Uh, who's playing the best coming in? Well, Jordan Speed, no, no, no surprise, is number one. Won the Valero Texas Open. We've been seeing this momentum with Jordan. He's back in Texas. Uh, he's going to be tough to beat. He's at 10,700. Matthew Fitzpatrick is actually number two uh, on the list as last 24-round strokes gain. Daniel Berger is three. There's Bryson, uh, number four. Bryson's got to get that approach game going. Uh, iron play really wasn't good last week. Putted the daylights out of it. Positive seven strokes game putting. But he's got to find that touch, that approach game. There's John Rahm. At number five, he's got to get the putter going. Very chilly putter here to start the season. Will Zalatoris, he's human, folks. He is human, missing the cut last week. He comes in at number six. We know he's playing well. Hideki, the Masters champion, number seven. There's Scotty Scheffler, another Texan. He's number eight strokes game, last 24 rounds coming in. There's Kepka. It's going to be interesting to look at Kepka. What kind of condition is the knee in? Hopefully, uh, he's able to get around, no pain, and uh, knock the rust off a little bit. But uh, you get the feeling with Kepka, though, you know, he's here to win. He's here to hit the shots. Wouldn't be surprised to see him play very well. Vincent Whaley, number 10. We'll be talking more about him. If you watch this show, you know I'm big on Vincent Whaley. He was huge for me last week and has been. Uh, there's Mark Leishman, number 11. Uh, won the Valero there with uh, Cam Smith. Bryce Garnett, number 12. Interesting. I'll be playing him. Johnny Vegas, number 13. Thomas Peters, Peterson, the international European tour player. He's going to stay over, play this week. And then once again, the PGA Championship, Taylor Gooch playing well, Rafael Campos, Siwoo Kim. These are some names as I go down in order, strokes gain total, um, that um, will be names that I'll certainly be considering. I did go a little bit of a model. I like to put a model together, listen to some of the other um you know, experts that are out there and, and just kind of accumulate as much information as I can. And I tweak this model. It's been very good for me um, up to this point. And I think as you start putting things together here on this course, what I know right now, of course, strokes gain approach, we know uh, is always one of the most important statistics. We have to weight that up there. Uh, I think strokes gain putting now bent grass. I want to get a, get a feel for the splits on the bent grass. I think distance um, is going to be another major factor here. It's always a factor. I know that, but there's certain courses where it plays more. We saw it last week um, at the Wells Fargo, Quail Hollow. Those guys just bombing it over the trees, cutting the corners. That's a huge advantage. And we saw it play out. Rory's a big hitter. Keith Mitchell's a big hitter. Victor Hoblin's a big hitter. I think you're gonna you're gonna be seeing some of that here. I think I think distance uh, is gonna have a major advantage here. Uh, as well. The par fives look like uh, we'll be seeing some potential eagles here. So I like that par five scoring. I like the distance, be able to get it up there, perhaps make an eagle and those nice, easy kick in birdies. There are some big par threes here as well. So I certainly weighted that out, those longer par three scoring proximity to the hole. I want to see um, from that around that 175 number. You know how I feel about opportunities gain, who's getting the most looks. Um, at birdie. So these are some of the things that I'm starting to factor in right now. And it's interesting to see the names that pop up from this. Number one is Bryson DeChambeau. Jordan Spieth is in at two. Berger, three. Kepka four. Rom five. Fitzpatrick, six. Zalatoris, seven. Scheffler, eight. So you start to kind of see some of the similar names um, as I kind of, you know, put the model in on how I think the course 
uh, is going to play. Doug Gim actually comes in at number 10, ball striking machine, uh, but he can't putt. I mean, the guy, is, it's just, it's almost, uh, it's difficult to watch at times. There's Luke List at 11. I like that name. That's popped up, played very well last week. Big hitter. I think this will be a good venue for him. Mark Leishman there at 12. Roger Sloan's a name that pops up from a value standpoint there at 13. There's Taylor Gooch again at 14. Johnson actually weighs down about on about uh, my rank is in 15th right now, according to my model, but he hasn't been playing that great. There's Thomas, Thomas Peters at 16. There's Sam Burns at 17, who won just a couple weeks ago. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, 18. James Hahn, 19. Tom Hoagie, 20. There's Ryan Palmer, 21. So these are the names that are popping up according um, to my model as well. So I like to take all that in consideration. Now we get into the first level of pricing here. Uh, Jordan Spieth. Excuse me. Uh, Let's see here. DJ, there he is. Dustin Johnson, 11,400. Starting the pricing off there. There's Bryson DeChambeau, 11,200. John Rahm, 11,000. Then we go to Spieth, 10,700. Hideki, 10,300. And Daniel Berger getting good respect there at 10,100. I think I'm a little concerned with Bryson. The approach game can fall off from time to time. You know, he did not hit his irons good at all last week. Can he dial that in? The putter's good, but the approach game is still, I think, a little bit of a question mark. Bryson needs to win with the irons. If he does, he will be there come late on Sunday. Uh, John Rahm at 11,000. Got to get the putter going. I was on Rahm last week. He missed the cut, fifth at the Masters, ninth at the Players. I was very encouraged by the momentum that I was seeing. I thought John Rahm was going to take the next step. Last week, he didn't. Um, Can he get this putter heated up? Because it's holding him back, and I think it's starting to weigh on him a little bit. Spieth at 10-7, that that really um, surprises me a little bit. We know he's going to be played a lot here, playing some terrific golf. The reality with Spieth right now is next week, we know he can win the PGA championship and he will have the career grand slam. Will he be thinking about that? Who knows, but he's playing great golf. He's in Texas at 10,700. My goodness. I know he'll be played a lot, but Jordan Spieth feels like almost a guarantee right now. Doesn't he? A little fade off the tee short game. Very well putting very well. Hideki 10,300 is the first time we've seen him since the masters. Um, parading around in Japan, celebrating him. Was really happy to see Hideki get that win. Uh, this feels like could be a really good venue for Hideki. I, I think this is some. I think this is a player that you need to look at here um, that could come in and do extremely well here. There's Daniel Berger at 10,113th at the RBC. Missed the cut at the Masters. He was ninth at the Players. He's cooled off a little bit. Not great on Bent. I think that's where I'd probably hold off on Daniel Berger. And I think as you look at these bigger names, um, the two names that really probably jump out to me, I know DJ 11,400, that's the chalk. You know, I get that. Although DJ right now to win is 12 to one, according to DraftKings Sportsbooks, where I get all my odds, DJ right now, 12 to one. Bryson is at nine to one. John Rahm is at eight to one right now to win the AT&T. Spieth at 12. There's Daniel Berger at 17. Hideki at 20. I think that's a good number, 20 to one. Matthew Fitzpatrick, 22. We'll be getting those guys here uh, momentarily. But DJ, to me, I think is is, is trending, 11,400. I'm going to go ahead 
and be starting some lineups with that. Uh, and then I'm also going to be uh, with Spieth, you know, at 10,700, I'll be starting some lineups with that. But I also think Hideki uh, is someone that you need to be looking at here as well. All right, moving on here. Let's get now to the nine thousands. And there we are. 9,900 Brooks Kepka kicking it off. Will Zal Torres at 9,700. Fitzpatrick, 9,500. Scheffler, 94. Sam Birds, 93. Mark Leishman, 92. Ryan Palmer, 91. Sergio at 9,000. So where do we go um, with this group here? I think Kepka, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. It feels like I'm, you know, I'll probably pass on Kepka coming out first time since the knee. Where are things going to be? I just feels a little risky um, at 9,900. Will's out Torres at 97. First time we've seen him miss the cut here. How's he going to rebound? We know the kid can go second at the Masters. Wonderful ball striker. Uh, kind of lost the putting a little bit last week. Now we go back to Bent. Where are we going to be at with Will? At 97, I'm probably going to pass this week on Will Zalatoris. I think I will be playing some Matthew Fitzpatrick. I tend to be a sucker for Fitzpatrick. I don't know why, uh, but he's playing some really good golf. As I pull up his profile here at fantasynational.com, fourth at the RBC, 34th at the Masters, ninth at the Players, 10th at Arnold Palmer, 11th at WGC, 5th at Genesis. Some pretty heady stuff right there. Uh, he's going to come in rested. This is a kid that can really go with the driver. He can really go with the putter. His approach came, you get a little clunky from time to time, but he's solid around the green. He's got that complete game. Can we get enough out of the approach game? At 9,500, it feels like a the kind of guy that I'm I'm going to play here. Scheffler um, at 94. What do we know about Scheffler, right? Well, he's another one of those UT kids. Um, driver approach game, very good. Putting can be a little bit inconsistent. 29th at the Valspar, 18th at the Masters. You can convince me of playing some Scheffler here, as you can with Burns. You guys know I'm a little bit of a sucker for Sam Burns. I've been touting him. Um, for a long time, it was great to see him get into the winner circle. No surprise at all. It's a guy that can win in the in the driver, long off the tee, good approach game, and he can putt. Bermuda is his surface. He's not as good on bent. His short game can be a little clunky. Probably not knowing a lot about TPC Craig Grant. I'll probably slide Burns down a little bit. If this was on the East Coast, Bermuda... I would certainly elevate him a lot more. Mark Leishman coming in at 92. Interesting. Interesting name at 92. I'm probably going to pass on Leash as I will pass on Ryan Palmer um, at 91. I don't think Ryan Palmer's playing very good golf right now. Back in Texas, uh, maybe he went to see Randy Smith clean some things up. We saw that with Kuchar. The last time he was in Texas, went to his coach, Chris O'Connell, they clean some things up and Kucher off and running for a couple weeks. Maybe that's what Ryan Palmer needs uh, in Texas, certainly enticing, but I think I'm going to pass as I'll pass on Sergio um, at 9,000. So you look at this range here and some names, and there's going to be some different, you know, mix and a match. I usually play about five or six lineups. I'll lead off with DJ um, in one or two of them. And then of course, come down and get some more value in the bottom. Uh, I'll lead off with Spieth with one of them, have a little bit more to spend here uh, in the middle. And then sometimes I think I'll just lead off in the 9,000s uh, and well, a couple of different strategies that have worked out uh, fairly well. 
So if we look at this here, I'm certainly going to be playing Fitzpatrick at 95 and Scheffler at 94. I'll probably sprinkle in Burns a little bit um, at 93. Uh, but I think Kepka at 99 is interesting. You, you know, we know he's a world-class player. He won the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him coming out blazing. I think Rory winning last week, make no mistake, it gets people's attention. You know, I mean, it, it just... These are human beings. They're highly competitive. Inspiration. Rory is a huge name in golf who's been struggling. He's back. Spieth, huge name in golf who'd been struggling. He's back. It gets the attention. I think DJ's bubbling up. Can Rom get the putter going? I don't want Rom to force it, though, right? Because you can see that that anger starts uh, to build up. But I do think Kepka's kind of that player and that kind of guy and athlete that can elevate. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him come out here and put some good things together. So those are some of the names that I'll be playing there as we move down to the 8,000s. We'll bring in beating the bookie here momentarily, but there's Jason day at 8,900. Siwoo Kim, 88, Harris English, 87, Thomas Peters, 86, Lee Westwood, 85, List, 84, Aaron Wise, 83, Cooch, 82, Charles Schwartz were playing some golf at 81. Keith Mitchell trying to get into the PGA. Almost did it last week, 8,000. And then there's Cameron Champ at 8,000. So where are we going to go here? Where are we going to go here? I'm going to pass on Jason Day. Missed the cut at the Wells. Missed the cut at the Masters. I think Siwoo is a safe play um, at 88. I'll fit him in. Uh, a little bit, you know, Siwi is just, just that solid player, just that solid ball striker, uh, 33rd at RBC, 12th at the masters ninth at the players. I, I think this again, feels like the kind of venue, um, that Siwoo could do fairly well out Harris English at 87. That's not, we're not seeing the same Harris we saw early in the year. It's piecing some things back together, but I'm probably going to pass on Harris English. Thomas Peters, I think, is probably the most interesting name uh, in this 8,000 range, 8,700. You know, this is a guy we don't see a lot. Plays in Europe. Um, we see him in the major championships. The last two, 23rd at the U.S. Open, 23rd at the PGA. Um, he's the 86th ranked player in the world. Feels like a big golf course. He's long off the tee. I kind of like Thomas Peters, folks. I think uh, at 87. I'll be playing him. There's Westwood at 85. Feels like a big golf course for Westwood. This is not the same player that we saw earlier in the year when he was contending every single week. 63rd at the RBC. Missed the cut at the Masters. Missed the cut at the Honda. I'm out. Luke Wiss uh, played very well last week. Again, big golf course. Luke Wiss is very long. Um, played, he finished, uh, let's see, finished sixth at the Wells Fargo. I can see him keep it going. I, I like Luke Wiss at 8,400, eight. Down there, 83 is Aaron Wise. He was ninth last week. Um, you know, Aaron is um, Aaron is is a player who is is a, a nice ball striker, right? Good, solid ball striker. Um, but his putter can really be the hitch that holds him back. Putted better last week. Can he keep that momentum going? Aaron Wise would be an interesting name here um, at the 83. I'll probably play more Luke. Then Aaron in that price range, Matt Kuchar, 82, 18th at the RBC, 12th at the Valspar. Did he go see Chris O'Connell again in Texas? Um, been showing some signs, big ballpark. 
Uh, I'll probably pass on Kucher, but I'm not going to pass on Charles Schwartzel. My goodness, 8,100, 26 at the Masters, 21st at Valspar, 14th at Wells, 2nd at uh, Zurich with Louis, who hit it in the water in the playoffs. Charles Schwartzel is hitting the ball, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm here for it because I've been playing Charles, and he has delivered, and I'll be on him again at 8,100. Easy to key, get on that uh, Keith Mitchell train at 8,000. Third last week, trying to get into um, the PGA. But I'm going to pass. Uh, I'm going to pass. I think Keith really careered it last week in the way that he hit it. So I'm going to come off of that. And then Cameron Champ at 8,026 at the Masters, 34th at the Valero. Big golf course. It'll be interesting. I think Cameron Champ's an interesting name that I'll be looking at as we learn more about the golf course, but as we get into the 8,000s and you're like, well, Travis, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to narrow it down a little bit? I'm going to be playing Thomas Peters. I'm going to give you that name at 8,600. Um, and I like Luke List, folks, at 8,400. And I like Charles Schwartzel. So I'm giving you three names there. Nice range um, at 8,100. I'm going to take a little bit of a closer look at Champ, though, um, as we learn more about this golf course and how much distance is going to be playing in. Is it going to be firm? Is it going to be soft? I think there's going to be some wind. It looks like later into the week we're in Texas, pretty damn good chance. There's going to be a weather delay at some point. Um, so we got to start factoring those things in, but as of right now, um, those are some names that I will be looking at continuing on here. Big names are heading into this weekend's UFC 262 card from Nate Diaz to Michael Chandler. There'll be no shortage of action in DraftKings Sportsbook. The official sports betting partner of UFC has a heavyweight offer for this weekend's fight with 100 to 1 odds. One fighter will be walking away with the belt. Will you be walking away with the cash? Just pick the main event fighter you think will win in DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll give you 100 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right. Bet $1 on selected fighters. And if they win, you win $100. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry. If MMA isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, golf, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code Travis when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on a main card fighter to win. Place your bet and watch the fists fly this weekend. That's code Travis to turn $1 into $100 on select main card fighters for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. As we move down into the 7,000s, we've been very good in this range, 7,000 and 6,000. The, the names that we've been giving you here, we have been very good. Thank you for following along here. Um, at the matchup presented by DraftKings, before we get to the 7,000, real quick, let's go back to our DraftKings sports book. Win tickets. Sam Burns, 35 to 1. Wow. Sammy Burns, 35 to 1. And Zala Torres is 26 to 1. <laughs> About that. Siwoo, 45 to 1. Doug Gim, 70 to 1. That dude could putt, watch out. Luke List, 70 to 1. Thomas Peters, 70 to 1. 
Charles Swartzel, 70 to 1. Taylor Gooch, 80 to 1. Carlos Otis played very well last week, 85 to 1. Ricky Fowler, 100 to 1. How about that? Ricky Fowler. Man, we got to get him back. It is the year of the comeback. And I guess Ricky Fowler would be the next in line. Then Tiger, right? So who knows? The only difference, you know, when you start looking at these players coming back, Spieth has always been the genius. I mean, his his skill set is far and above higher than than Ricky Fowler. Um, lost his driver. We, you know, it's all documented. I, I always felt like he was going to come back. I, I just did. Ricky, I'm concerned about. I've been saying it for a long time on the podcast. Concerned about big changes, huge changes. Uh, married, you know, he's got a lot of other stuff going off the TLs. I don't know. You know, I just, I, I just, uh, a huge question mark on whether uh, Ricky can get this thing back. Of course, he gets a special invite to the PGA, which I'm okay with. Uh, but at some point, you got to start making cuts and you got to start getting up there in the top 10. And um, his game has certainly fallen off there as he comes in at 7,700. At the top's Norn, 79. Gooch, I'll be playing at 79. As we just kind of go down this list here a little bit, uh, Taylor Gooch is a player that uh, I will be giving you as one of my two picks in the 7,000. Uh, 11 made cuts out of 17 tournaments. 26 at the Wells Fargo, fifth at the players. Played very well last week. Uh, I was watching Gooch, played very well, solid. Uh, I think this is a player at 79. It's a no-brainer. Uh, I think he's got a nice game across the board. I've definitely got him penciled in many times here. Charles House, 78. Carlos Ortiz, can he keep it going? Um, had a nice tournament uh, last week. One second here. Stand by as we go into fantasynational.com. If you're not a member, you should be because this is one of the best websites that you can get into. And I'm just going to pull up Carlos Ortiz, his splits. He's best on POA. Bent is his worst surface. He had three missed cuts coming into Wells Fargo, but he did slide off. Okay, so he did. He was 65th. I thought he was much better than that. Okay, let's move on. Sorry to waste your time there. Ricky Fowler at 77. There's Knox, 77. Munoz, who knows? 76. Uline feels like he's trending at 7,600. Uh, Rosner comes in at 76. Stallings at 7,500. Scott Stallings, talk to me. Let's pull him up here. I want to take a little deeper dive into Scotty Stallings. Bent, his worst splits right here. 43rd at the Wells Fargo, 29th at the Valspar. You know, statistically, didn't check out as good as I thought he would. Really just kind of careered it uh, with putting the last two weeks. I'm going to stay away from Scott Stallings. Viegas is, uh, has shown some signs. There's Gim at 75. Snedeker at 74. <laughs> He's interesting. Ben Martin, 74. Van Royen at 74. Ryan Moore at 74. Patton Kazire, 73. And we just kind of keep running down this list. Lots of names, of course, here in the 7,000s. Patrick Rogers had a good uh, tournament last week at 7,100. And I'm going to come all the way down to my man, Vincent Whaley, who I've been riding for a while now. I like Whaley. I think he's a very good young player. He's made the cut 14 out of 19 events. That's what you want to see here in the 7,000s. 26th, the Wells Fargo. 29th at the Valspar. 34th at Valeris. Solid player. Solid player. I'll take him. Um, at 7,000. So my two picks here uh, in the 7,000s, Gooch 79, 
and uh, Vincent Whaley at uh, 7,000. I think you got to look at Vegas, 72. He's sneaky. Uh, he's made 12 of 17 cuts. That's pretty darn solid. And then Sepp Straka has made 15 of 20 cuts. Kazire, 15 of 18 cuts. So those are some names. Uh, Gim, 13 of 18 cups. I think Gim probably has a tremendous amount of upside if he can putt at all, at all. So those are some names uh, to consider in the 7,000s. Before we bring in beating the bookie, let me give you a couple names in the 6,000s. So many names to look at here, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Bryce Garnett at 6,900, 11 of 19 cuts he has made. Um, missed cut last week. We're back on bent. Bryce Garnett's one of those players. Um, when you look at their splits, very good on bent grass. I think he's been doing enough here. Good things. I like Garnett um, coming in here at 69. KH Lee, I think, is another one. Uh, played well last week. Kind of faded a little bit at the end. 58th, Wolf Fargo. 29th, Valspar. Um, 23rd at the Valero. You know, KH Lee, again, kind of like Gim, you know, he does a lot of good things, but can he have a good putting week? So you look at that upside here. I'll go with Lee. I've been pretty good here down in here getting these guys uh, to make the cut and um, and play uh, and play the weekend, you know, and get me some of those points. So that's been so that's been helpful. And as I just kind of roll through here, Will Gordon's a name you're kind of waiting on. There's Sabatini, 6,800, the vet. Can he come in here and kind of salvage some things? Uh, and make the cut. He has been uh, 10 cuts out of 18, but Garnett Lee will be my two at 6,900. So those are some of my picks as we break it down. The 2021 AT&T Byron Nelson shootout at TPC Craig's Ranch, McKinney, Texas. We'll be learning more as the week goes on, but hopefully that will help you. And to finish up the show, I'm going to bring in my friend and I had to bring him back because the show that we did together a few weeks back, we just killed it. Absolutely blitzed it. So let's bring in beating the bookie now as he gives you his top two picks in each pricing category. Hey, Travis. Thanks for having me back on the matchup. Here are my favorites this week at each pricing level for the AT&T Byron Nelson. We'll start off in the 11 to $10,000 price range. Now, those of you who know beating the bookie won't be surprised with this pick. I'm taking Jordan Spieth for $10,700. Jordan won the Valero Texas Open just a few weeks ago, but more importantly, he's finished in the top five at five of his last seven events. He is playing the most consistent golf on tour, and I think he gets it going this week. You could possibly see him win back-to-back -to -back Texas tournaments. So take Jordan Spieth at $10,700. My second favorite golfer in this price range is Daniel Berger at $10,100. Daniel's made the cut in 10 out of 12 events this year. He won at Pebble Beach. He got seventh at the Sony, 10th at the Century, 9th at the Players, and 13th at the RBC. After a couple weeks off, I think Daniel is well rested and he wants to get into his groove headed to the PGA Championship. So I look for Daniel Berger to be right up there with Jordan Spieth, possibly competing for that win on Sunday. Now we'll move to the $9,000 price range. The first golfer I like here is Scotty Scheffler at $9,400. Scotty's finished in the top 10 two times this year. He's made 12 of 16 cuts. He finished 13th at the Century, 7th at the Waste Management, 20th at the Genesis, 5th at the Workday, and 18th at the Masters. He also won the University of Texas, 
so he has some added incentive to perform well in front of his home crowd. So I like Scotty Scheffler at $9,400. The second golfer I like in this price range is a steal at $9,100, I think. He's having the best season of his career, and he is Mr. Consistency, Ryan Palmer. He's made 12 of 13 cuts this year with three top 10s. He's also a Texas boy, so that helps. He finished fourth at the Zozo, fourth at the Century, second at the Farmers, 17th at the Players, and 17th at the Valero. So if you're looking for consistency at $9,100, you can't do better than Ryan Palmer. Now we'll move to the 8,000s. The first golfer I like at the 8,000s has a very high ceiling, but a very low floor. If he can keep his anger in check, I think Siwoo Kim can have a very successful weekend. Siwoo has made the cut in 12 of 18 events this year with three top 10s. He won the Amex, he got ninth at the Players, and 12th at the Masters. But if angry Siwoo shows up, we could be in trouble. So I'm hoping he keeps his temper in check, and I hope Siwoo Kim finishes in the top 20 this weekend. The next golfer I like in the 8,000s is $8,700, Harris English. He's made the cut at 11 of 15 events this year with his sneaky good five top 10s. He finished 10th at the CJ Cup, 6th at the RSM, 5th at the Mayakoba, 1st at the Century, and 21st at the Masters. So for $8,700, you can't do much better than Harris English. Now is where it gets hard. We move to the 7,000s. The first golfer I like in this price range is Taylor Gooch. He's made 11 of 17 cuts this year with three top 10s. He finished 12th at the Genesis, 5th at the Players, and 26th at the Wells Fargo. So his form is pretty well heading into this weekend. So we're just looking for him to make a cut, possibly make a top 20, top 25. The second golfer I like in this price range is CH3, Charles Howell III. He's made 11 of 16 cuts this year with one top 10 finish. He got 19th at the Sony, 9th at the Players, and 18th at the RBC. But the main reason I like Charles Howell III is because he avoids double bogeys. He only has six double bogeys since last September, among the lowest on tour. And at course like this, with 14 holes where the creek comes into play, I think that can come into handy, and I think he will avoid hitting that creek and avoid making that bad double bogey that can just kill your lineup. So I like Charles Howe III at $7,800. Now we're moving to the $6,000 price range. I like Troy Merritt at $6,800. Troy has made 11 of 21 cuts this year with one top 10. He got 16th at Pebble Beach, 34th in Putacana, 34th at the Valero, and 8th at the Valspar just a few weeks ago. So he also has good form coming in here. So I think he's a pretty good value golfer at $6,800. The second golfer I like in this price range and our final golfer today won't be very popular with many. He's having the worst season of his career by far, all right? Sun Kang, he was a 2019 champion at this event. So technically he's still the defending champion. Though this event is at a new club from where he won in 2019, he has this going for him. He is a member at this club. So this is his home course. So who knows this course better than Sun Kang? Nobody. I know when I play my home course, I play much better than when I play other courses. So I think this can help start his season and this can get his season back on track from having the worst season of his career. 
So I think Soon Kang makes the cut this weekend because if he misses the cut at his home course, his career is definitely trending down. Hopefully it's just been a blip on the radar. Hopefully Soon Kang has a great weekend and finishes in the top 20. So I'm taking Soon Kang to round out my lineup. You can also pick him up at 650 to one to win the tournament. A defending champion with a 650 to one odds is absolutely insane. So look for Soon Kang to get it done this weekend. Well, at least make the cut. So those are the golfers I like for this week, guys. I wish you all luck and I'll see you again soon. Peace. Rapsodo Mobile Launch Monitor. Improve your golf swing today. Pro-level launch data in the palm of your hand. It is very accurate. Within 2% of a $20,000 unit, the Rapsodo MLM app automatically tracks stats and stores video with Shot Tracer, helpful for club gapping and understanding true distances for each club. Rapsodo MLM provides immediate feedback data and creates a better practice environment, not mindlessly hitting balls. Extremely portable, cases about the size of a rangefinder. And you know what? You can use it both indoors and outdoors. I love this launch monitor. It's the Rapsodo mobile launch monitor. Check it out at rapsodo.com, R-A-P-S-O-D-O.com, rapsodo.com.